Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the co-founder of the Journal That Talks Back. I am happy to welcome you to the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite leaders from all over the world to come onto the podcast and get coached live and in person. Today, my coach comes locally. In other words, she's in my neck of the woods, and I'm thrilled about that. And her name is Ope Famarate. Famarati? I don't know. You tell me. Famarati. Famarati. That was spot on. That was spot on. Okay. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So you're in Toronto, which is fantastic. One of the best cities in the world. Um, and you're not too, too far from me. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you up to? What are you doing? Fill us in. Uh, yeah, I'm currently, I live in Toronto, like you mentioned. Uh, I'm currently just enjoying the winter. It's it's winter, uh, getting into all of the winter activities and sports. Uh, unemployed at the moment, uh, just getting back into the job market. Uh, in the meantime, you know, keeping myself busy, I've taken on a couple art projects, not really an artist myself, but everyone's an artist, so to speak. Um, and yeah, what kind of art? Outside. What kind of art? Uh, <laughs> Don't laugh. Uh, I've just gotten so the dollar store has a number of fantastic things that you can put together as art pieces. Yes. And so I've gone there and picked up a number of things, mostly can like art canvases that uh, it's almost like a paint. It's that it's guided painting, if you would. Oh, they provide okay. the paintbrush and yeah, and the paint. amazing, fantastic, yeah. kind of like a paint by number concept. That's it, exactly. Without the numbers, that's exactly without it. the numbers. Exactly. Very interesting. I had no idea yeah. that the dollar store supplies such a thing. Yeah, I've been keeping myself busy with those and surprisingly enjoying that. And that's, I, I'm going to look into that. I know someone who would maybe benefit from something like that. I will investigate. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you. You said you're unemployed. What were you doing in the past? Give us a little uh, bit I, of uh, work history. Yeah, uh, I work in human resources. I've worked okay. in human resources for, I want to say, 11 years timelines get a little confusing from time to time, but just about 11 years or so. Um, I was a director of HR at a health tech company most recently, uh, after spending just about five or six years in the BPO space, uh, business process outsourcing. Uh, so AKA contact centers. Okay. Contact centers. And you were in HR and contact centers. Okay. And uh, your last job, how long were you there for and how did it go? That's a loaded <laughs> question. That's a loaded question. I'm no longer there. Uh, I will keep it at, I uh, wasn't a good fit. I okay. wasn't quite what I was expecting or really, I think either party was expecting uh, from the role. Uh, wasn't there for a very long period of time. Uh yeah, and uh, it was exactly so. I was looking to pivot into a new industry, so it did that, um, but just not for the time, like the time that I had initially anticipated. Okay, and so where are you now? You're looking for work. You're actively looking for work. Like, do you feel like, man, I just want to get back out there. I want to be in the workforce. Or are you feeling like I'm good? I, I'm enjoying the winter. I don't know why or how, but I'm enjoying the winter, and I want to keep enjoying the winter. I'm actually, this is the first year I can say that I'm enjoying the winter. I'm going hiking. I'm going hiking later today. It's it's oh. actually nice. If you're, if you dress appropriately, if you asked me this a year or two ago, I think I would have like, 
strongly disagree though. Um, as far as what I'm doing, um, I, if I'm back in the job market, I just recently got back into actively searching for work. Um, I traveled, so at the end of my last stint, if you would, um, I traveled out of the country. I was in Nigeria, which is where I'm from. Um, I was there for just over a month. Um, and I came back earlier this year, took some additional time off of time off of looking for work and just spending time reflecting, uh, figuring out what my next step should be, making some new friends. Um, and now I'm back into searching and actively searching for work in the past week or two or so. Okay. So tell me, what is your greatest challenge right now? What's going on where you're like, man, I wish this could get easier. Yeah, I think one of the, I, I would say right now for me is really figuring out, and although I've spent time thinking through it, um, figuring out what I should be doing, right? Uh, I think uh, this year, I last year rather, 2021, you know, I'd been in HR at that time for 10 plus years already, and things were going well, you know, from time to time, have that nagging thought of, hey, what else could I be doing? Is this, am I fulfilling my purpose? Is this work that my soul is being called to do? Not to get too philosophical, but uh, is this work that I really want to be doing? And I, I've, I've enjoyed all of my roles in HR. I've grown within them. I think I've had impact within them and I've learned a lot within them. But is this what I should be doing with my time? Uh, and is this what, what makes you question whether or not this is the right place for you? It's a good question. Uh, it's I got into HR. Uh, you know, I my parents, uh, thank God, uh, thankfully rather, uh, guided me in, in a sense. Right, uh, my dad's an accountant. My mom um, is English literature major. But once we migrated, she took on an HR program, and now she does immigration work. Uh, but she was studying for an HR program around the time I graduated from high school. And so I, I went into HR. It's that simple. And so that's part of what the uh, the questioning is about, right? Did I self-select this? Or was I steered into this? And what would I have self-selected if I entirely did this by myself? Uh, not to, again, love my work. I've loved the work so far, obviously, with any other job or with all jobs. Uh, I will speak for myself. There are parts of my job that I will say that I absolutely do not like, right. um, but I've overwhelmingly for the most part loved it. Um, but what else could I be doing? So I guess you could just call it general soul searching, right? A general reflection of. So, yeah. I mean, this is like a bigger conversation, right? So typically if you were in our coaching program, we would take you through a process to explore you know, what worked in your life, what didn't work in, in your life professionally, what you loved, what you didn't love so much, how you got into this, what other dreams or aspirations do you have? What are your strengths? What are your skill sets? Where you get lit up, where you get depleted, all of that stuff. So we, you know, it would take longer than a 20 minute conversation. But in this 20 minute conversation, the question that I have for you is, so when you think about that question, hey, if I would have selected something on my own, would I have selected this? What answer do you come up with? Oh, man. If I can just be wholly honest, uh, and, and I hope this is not, this is the appropriate terminology, but I'm it's, relatively scatterbrained when I think about them. Like, there's just so many things that you could possibly be doing. Yeah. Uh, but one of the ones, you know, like, I, I would probably pursue a postgraduate studies. In what? Uh, 
in either law or, or an MBA business, essentially. Um, okay. So those are the two top of mind things that come to mind. Um, and then, you know, because I'm highly introspective and question everything, I'm like, well, is that also something that I wanted to? It just, there's a whole, which is where the scatterbrain comes in. It's like, I just keep digging and saying, well, is that, is that also? Hold on. I don't think it's scatterbrain. I think it's, I think you're in an analytical mode. You're trying to figure things out. I oh, wouldn't okay. call that scatterbrain. Fantastic. Scatterbrained as if we had a podcast at two o'clock and you showed up at two thirty. That would be scatterbrained. Uh, but so, so you have these other thoughts about some of the things you might like to do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yes. to me, I think you're in a very, very interesting spot. You're in a, in a spot of opportunity, a spot where things are wide open in front of you. Um, but we started off the conversation and you said the following. I'm going to quote you exactly. Let me find the exact language. I'm trying to figure out what I should be doing. Word for I word. Did. I did too. And so the word should is very critical for us when we listen to coaching clients speak. Because the word should means there's an exact proper path. There's something that's right and something that's wrong. And that's something that right that's right is necessarily isn't necessarily something that you determine on your own. Right. So my question for you is how will you know when you figure out what you should be doing? That's a great question. And I'm I'm thinking through that right now. Uh I don't know that I I would. Um, which is, I think, part of the challenge is just try it all. I'm like, can I just try it all? Um, or do I have to select something? I'm not sure. How do people know when they figure out what they want or should be doing? Well, I'm not I, quite I, sure. I would suggest to you that the word should is tripping you up. Okay, so okay. you shouldn't be doing anything or you should be doing everything, right? So the word should trips you up because the word should indicates there's only one right answer. And okay. I would suggest that there isn't only one right answer. The right answer is the one you can get behind. Okay, so how do we make decisions? When we make decisions, if we doubt our decisions, if we second guess our decisions, that wasn't a good decision. But when we make a decision and get behind it 100%, we turn it into a great decision. Okay, that's great insights. Uh, so, how do you, I, I don't know that I ever make decisions without second guessing them really. Okay. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a formula for making great decisions. Are you ready? And you're going to ask me, where did you come up with this formula from? And I'll tell you, I came up with it from my years and years of experience coaching executives, entrepreneurs, senior leaders like you. So you can write it down. The acronym is HEAL, H-E-A-L. Okay. So H stands for, is it healthy? Right. In other words, is it good for me? Is it good for me mentally, physically, emotionally? Like if I had a job where I had to sit down and I couldn't get up at all, it's probably not healthy for me. Right. So I have a standing desk. I can walk around. I can take my calls on my treadmill. I can do all kinds of things. It's healthier for me. Right. And that's physically healthy. And if I had a job where I was emotionally drained at the end of the day, every single day. And I just felt like, oh my God, this is a toxic environment. Probably not a healthy choice. So is it healthy for me? 
Okay. It's good for me. Does it fuel me? Does it take care of me physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, et cetera? It's good for me. Number two is, is it engaging? Am I interested? Right. Does it, does it pique my curiosity? Does it draw me in? Am I curious about it? Am I interested? So years and years and years ago, my father wanted me to join his, um, his company. It's called ProTech Chemicals, and they make powder coatings, which is paint that is sprayed onto metals and baked in ovens. So manufacturing company, they make paint. And they thought I was ridiculously dumb for not joining this growing and thriving company. But for me, it wasn't engaging. I didn't think that I could live my life right? Selling paint (laughs) just wasn't my, didn't excite me. Got it. Great company, great system, great everything, but not for me, not engaging. So is it healthy? Is it engaging? Number three, is it a aligned with your values? Right? So for example, I could never work for a gun manufacturing company. Okay. Not aligned with my values. I don't have anything against them. I'm not out there to destroy anything or, you know, but it's just not the thing that I want to spend my life doing. I don't want to put myself behind that concept. Doesn't fit for me. Number four is, does it lead to a goal or an outcome, a desire that you're looking for? And by goal or outcome, does it give me maybe the revenue I'm looking for? Does it give me the upward mobility professionally? Does it allow me to learn and grow? Because those are things that I'm always looking for. Right? Does it allow me to meet interesting people? Does it allow me to, you know, try new things? Does it, right? Does it allow me to have a voice? Whatever it is that is important for me. Right? So those are your four categories. Now here's the the kicker about this. All four of them need to be met. If one of them is not checked off, not a good decision. Okay. I I was about to compare this as you were speaking. This is great. Brilliant. Um, I was about to compare this to the Maslow's theory of need. I was like, oh, this sounds a lot like Maslow's theories of needs. Well, in a sense, because you're meeting, you're essentially the entire point is to get to self-actualization in many senses of whatever that word means for you or that phrase means for you but then this isn't it's not layered it's this is not a this is not hurdled steps it's all combined not a pyramid that's the word it's not a pyramid uh it should all combine together and come together nicely right yeah okay thank you so healthy engaging aligned with values okay lead to goals and lead to a goal or an outcome. So, so that's, that's the way you take a look. But at the end of the day, every single decision you make, you can second guess, right? Should I have done that? Was that the good, the right move? What if this, what if that, you know, things could turn out bad. And I want you to think about two things. Number one is, as I said before, getting behind your decisions. So when you make a decision, throw yourself at it, put your weight behind it. In other words, believe in it, right? Because when you believe in your decision, there's a much, much higher likelihood that that you will turn that decision into a good outcome. So that's number one. And the second thing that I want to say is when you make a decision, um, 
And sometimes you think about the outcome that could be negative in that decision. Like what if this terrible, horrible thing happens? Think about how will I recover from that terrible, horrible, awful thing? Let's say I make a decision and it doesn't work out. How do I recover from that? If I can envision recovering, if I have the fortitude, if I have the plan in my head, then what I've done is I've reduced the risk and I've increased the likelihood that I will be able to handle it no matter what happens. And then there's a third thing. Okay. So, right. We don't want to, before I go to the third thing, we don't want to negate a negative outcome. We want to envision recovery and then we want to envision total success. Okay. So envisioning recovery is healthy. It fortifies us. It's a good thing for us to do. But then the last thing is understand that in life, from my perspective and from my experience, there are different kinds of experiences that you have. And one of those kinds of experiences are called gateway experiences. What's a gateway experience? It's the door through which you get to the next place. Okay, so a gateway experience is I had this experience. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't the best, but it allowed me to get to the next place. And so I don't want you to think of any of your decisions as bad. I want you to think of your decisions as the journey at which there are many, many, let's call it if I'm going on vacation, uh, lots of sights to see. Right. Right. Works in the world. Exactly. And so what you're experiencing sometimes when you have a short-term position somewhere where you didn't turn out the way you expected it, that's your gateway experience. That's the door that's leading you to the next place. So don't look back on it and say, oh, that was terrible. That was bad. I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. You know, I could have handled this, but like, forget about that. Understand it's the gateway. The gates opened up. What's next now? What can I learn from that? What can I take from that? What kind of contrast does it afford me so that I get clarity about what I would rather have, the kind of job I want now? But it's my gateway for the next step. I can say that I 100% am experiencing. I mean, it's, yeah, I've been unemployed for a number, a few months at this point. And at the onset, I was like, oh man, this is, yeah, terrible, bad decision to join company, leave, whatever, all the other, yeah. spiraling in a sense and at this point I I love that phrasing of gateway experience but that that's how I started to think about it I have the time and really I'm like oh wow I think I might be a creative person and not have the time right just thinking I can now spend time outdoors I love the outdoors in the winter and that I may not have otherwise done if I was right if I was so it's giving me the space to I I guess reframe and, and think through um, yeah, what sh- what do I want to be doing? I'm trying not to use the should. Um, what do I want to be doing? Or think about the should, think about it as a should, but what do I want to be doing? Um, and it's giving me the space to do that, which I'm really uh, appreciating. And I know that is, is necessary, um, which, you know, as someone who works in HR now reflecting on that is thinking through I've already started to think through like, oh, wow, there are people, right? Lots of people just we work for for in a sense eternity you graduate you graduate university and work for the next 30 40 years with almost no break the two week vacation and 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 That's that right. and, and where do you have the space to really properly think about this right which is why i guess the gap year post high school is now is is such a thing now 
you know, from getting the space to get to think through um, what we want to be doing and what we're well. So that gap year could be miserable, or that cap year could be extraordinary. And what's the difference? Mm -hmm. If you're sitting in that gap period, whether it's in between jobs or whatever, if you're sitting in that gap experience, going, "I hate this. I should be somewhere else. I should have a job already. I should be further ahead. I should all the shoulds." You're sitting in a place of misery and you're not even enjoying your gap period. Mm -hmm. You're not even enjoying it. You're not milking it. You're not doing anything useful with it. What you're doing is you're saying, okay, I have this time so that I can be miserable. And so it's very important to be conscious of the way we think about the moments we're in and say, what do I do with this? This is good for me. How do I, how do I turn this into an advantage for me? How do I Mm -hmm. leverage this time? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I'm yeah, trying to make sure I'm focusing on, on doing just that, uh, which is actually ch- challenging to do, but it has certainly gotten easier over you know, the, the longer that I've been unemployed for. And I think even the fact that I this is a double experience in one year, like the first time it, it's exactly, exactly that. I was like, oh, I need to find a job tomorrow. Right. That was, you know, I got uh, I lost my job in July of 2021. I I need to find a job tomorrow. And the next day I started looking for work. I did not. This is not a pause. It's not. I need to find a job right now. Right. Um, And I didn't need to. It's just what would I what would I be doing with my time otherwise? Um, And this time around, it's I don't need to do that. You didn't need to the first time. Just figure it out. Just spend time figuring out. Also, when you're going for that job, and if you can go there with a feeling of excitement and exuberation, that'll come through. But if you go there going, oh man, you know, like haven't worked for a long time. I don't know what's wrong. You know, I'm kind of desperate right now. You're not going to get what you're looking for. Good reminder. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. It just, yeah, I had to take a pause for a little bit because that, that's the energy that I was bringing to myself, really. Exactly. Definitely going to transfer on it was going to be very readable yeah um, but of interviews so I, I definitely uh, I, I needed to take some time off to not look for work because it should have been a pointless exercise <laughs> um so exactly. I'm glad that I had a chance to do that and I feel very eager um uh to not eager is not the right word I'm excited um to, to get back into you're optimistic that's a that's a perfect word I'm optimistic which I cannot say that I was right. Uh, like a couple of months back, I was angry, frustrated, sad, all of the negative emotions that were just coursing through. And um, that would, yeah, transfer into whatever I was doing. Amazing. And I will say, and uh, again, transparently for the audience who's listening, Ope and I spoke a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. And she's completely different two weeks later, right? Like two weeks ago, I think she was a little bleak right today i love i love um, the the trading up for optimism yeah. that it's working for you it's serving Thank you. you conversations with people like you said that was a really helpful conversation lots of therapy if i can you know again honesty like see yeah. speaking with my therapist more frequently than i typically would um all of that is yeah reframing the mindset and really just making sure that i'm not yeah, I think at some point I, I started to think this, I could stay here for a long time and this is not serving me. And it's, you know, it's not, it's, I know it's not serving me because I'm not happy. It's just layering sadness with more unhappiness with right. more unhappiness. Right. And so I need to figure, figure out how to I, I spend time here 
you needed to be here maybe yeah. um and done that so yeah it's okay to get into a funk it's not okay to live that's in a funk that's right that's a good way exactly yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's okay we all get into funks but mm. you know give yourself a time period and then you got to you got to move along yeah yeah and and so i'm just trying to figure out know, now that i'm back into i'm looking for work how do i maintain that right and like oh, i feel optimistic i feel positive job searches are difficult um they're you know they take time it's a full-time job in a sense um and can be discouraging can be encouraging so when it is more leaning towards the discouraging how do I balance and maintain some level of positivity you know I was just on a podcast uh earlier with another guest and she said you know every single day count your wins I want three wins a day and a win doesn't have to be I got the job it could be somebody responded to my inquiry it could be um I got a gift from my partner it could be anything it could be anything, but start counting your wins and write them down. And every day, look at all the huge amount of wins that you're getting day in and day out, day in and day out. And I love that. I think that is a great idea. Start counting your wins. I'll count this hike I'm about to head out on uh, as, a, as a win for the day, really, getting to go outside and enjoy nature. Exactly. And it's uh, it's an interesting weather day out there. So <laughs> it really is, yeah. A combination of the snow and the rain. Exactly. Exactly. But I hope that this conversation helped as well. I wish you incredible luck in looking for a a position that excites you, that keeps you healthy, engaged, aligned with your values, and leads to the outcomes you're looking for. Again, that HEAL formula, for those of you who are listening, come to our website. We have all kinds of information on there. It's frameofmindcoaching.com, including the HEAL formula, if you didn't have a chance to write it down. But Ope, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, I wish you a lot of luck. For those of you who are listening, if you have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. If you have a challenge that you want to share, but maybe not so much on the podcast, please reach out to me as well. My email again is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. In the meantime, please like, please share, please send us your feedback. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear what you're thinking about our podcast. We need some feedback. We need to know if we're on the right track. Should we keep doing this? Should we throw in something different? I want to hear from you. Please reach out. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Kim. Thank you.